Bitcoin. Welcome to another POW market update. My name is Anson Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Hello, 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 people. My name is Ansel Lindner. Welcome back to the show. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I have been releasing a lot of content on Patreon. Um, about three things over the last two weeks here. And um, I have been busy. I did miss one day of my recording schedule. And so that put me back. Uh, so sorry about that. I'm going to hit you guys with some fundamentals. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the, the news out there. Um, a lot has been happening in Bitcoin. A lot of news items, not much on the price. Okay, these fundamentals, some of the fundamentals have changed, as you will hear, uh, but uh, the price is pretty steady. We're going through this longer period of consolidation, which, um, of course, is healthy. We all knew that there had to be some time that we consolidated. 10,000 right around this mark seems to be, I mean, that's logical, right? That we're consolidating around a big round number of 10,000. We spent a lot of time above that and uh, below that. Uh, and it seems to be some quite a bit of support between 9,000 and 10,000 uh, tons of accumulation happening. So um, I, I don't see anything glaringly uh, wrong here with the market but there is some weaker numbers out there because we are in this lull of the hype cycle okay and that's that's i mean hype cycle can be bad because that's hard to measure fundamentals it's all based on a lot of speculation but you know as we're running up uh it's 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 built it's a self-reinforcing cycle i remember that you know around six thousand seven uh, sorry 16 or seventeen thousand. there's people that could not wait to buy. They could not wait to buy. And even though I said wait about a month and see where we're at, uh, they they still had to buy at that time. So um, at, you know, as we as we go up in price, more people want it. That's just how it is. Hello to the WCN. Thank you guys for listening. If you're new, listening from the WCN, um, I have uh, joined their stream i guess you could say so they are going to be reposting my stuff on their stream and i'm kind of part of the wcn family now this is awesome i've been watching the wcn for years um, even before there was a wcn with mad just mad bitcoins uh, so this is really cool to be involved and i thank them for asking me and inviting me on there there's a lot of good things coming up from the wcn um god how could i say no right they they they're they're growing over there i think i'm like their seventh or eighth show that they have lined up on their stream and so i think it's going to be good for everybody involved and yeah i i feel at home already because i have been on vortex's show i've been on meister's show i've been on andy hoffman's show and those guys are you know doing great work for bitcoin they have they didn't go down this like the let's talk bitcoin network they went down the whole smart contract bs blockchain all the things uh theoretical side the scammy ico side and the world crypto network has stayed consistent bitcoin is the central thing we're going to have uh people really conscientious people talking about fundamentals talking about uh you know bitcoin as less of a startup pitch deck and more of a real news show or a real news network. And so I really, I really appreciate them for all the content they've given out over the years. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be cool. Oh yeah. Tom Vase, Jimmy song. They're there. Uh, Gabriel divine, of course, 
Blake Anderson. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's just so many names from the WCN. I'm probably forgetting some, um, that are awesome. And I'm really honored to be asked to join their network, at least in a tangential format. Like I'm not going to have my own YouTube show or anything like that, at least for the foreseeable future. But, um, yeah, I'm part of WCN. Hi guys. Price on Bitstamp is 97.47. That makes one finny 40. Uh, sorry, God. That makes one finny 97 cents. So we're under a dollar for the finny. Uh, 10,000 is that dollar mark. $10,000 for the full Bitcoin is the dollar mark for the finny. And, you know, uh, that is pretty good line in the sand. We want to be, I want to consolidate right around that dollar mark. If we're going to consolidate, I want to consolidate right around that dollar mark. And it does look like there's tons of support here. Um, Mayor multiple is 1.1. Remember, that's the spot divided by the 200-day moving average. And uh, so we're, we're, I would say, almost oversold here. I think 60% of the days have been above where we're at. Uh, so it, we're, we're ripe. We're ready to start the next rally. This actually did below one for uh, a, a few days, and that was a great time to buy, a great signal to buy the 200 day moving average is at 85.69 so it's i mean that alone is going to have a lot of support three month bitcoin settled futures on ok coin so this is the march contract 95.81 so they're we're in backwardation by 150 dollars i saw it get to around 200 250 bucks uh that's right around two percent of the price and so that's where we're sitting there cme futures uh the march contract is picking up uh, volume it's sitting at 95.90 so it's also in backwardation here by 150 dollars uh, the june contract really hasn't seen a ton of volume yet and that's at 94.20 so even more in backwardation uh, we'll see that 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 gives i think that gives investors a reason to go long if if, if we're in backwardation like that so uh, again, the CME features, there's not a ton of volume. I mean, it's minuscule. We're talking hundreds of Bitcoins uh, on the June contracts. That's nothing. And maybe a thousand Bitcoins or so on the March contracts. Again, nothing really for the market to absorb. No reason to be manipulating the price. Now I can see if, they, if there was um, thousands of contracts. Like if we were talking 5,000 contracts, that's each contract is five Bitcoins. Uh, so, you know, 25,000 Bitcoins, that is something that could give people incentive to manipulate the market, maybe if they wanted to try. But at 1,000 Bitcoins, it just it's not enough incentive. It's not enough there to do it. Uh, there is one aspect where I think maybe they could be practicing. Uh, like, can we move this market? Because there's no reason to move it for their for their uh, futures positions, but maybe they're trying to manipulate the market. And uh, I don't know. I, I still don't buy that. There is anything that has anything. There's nothing to do with this futures, uh, the CME contracts that's uh, people are manipulating the market for. It's just a common consolidation at this point. Bitmax futures uh, on the March contract is uh, 9660. So it is more in tune with the price. There's only $100 spread here. Uh, so better than CME or the uh, OKEX. And then the June contracts on BitMEX are 97.36. So almost parity for the June contracts. And if, if you ask me, where are we going to be in June? Uh, this isn't pricing anything in here, right? Like it's not pricing in all the development we're seeing on the Lightning Network. 
uh, it's not pricing in all the development we're seeing with SegWit. Uh, SegWit usage and the cheaper transactions, the lower mempool, uh, all that that we'll get into. So um, these features, I think everyone's in this kind of limbo right now. People are waiting for the next shoe to drop. So I don't see a lot of downward pressure on the price. There's no, there's not a ton of upward pressure either. People are in a wait and see consolidation mode. Um, what will be that, that impetus? Well, I think this consolidation that we're in, it gives people time to really examine what we're doing here, right? The newbies have come in. Maybe they start getting educated. They couldn't wait to fucking buy. So they bought and now we're like really cooled off and everything's kind of consolidating. So they, now they're taking this time to educate themselves. So content producers, as you're listening out there, you know, really be pushing this education angle. And, uh, hopefully these, these people can know that, you know, I have another episode coming out here real soon about blockchain is magic. And, um, I also have a new series that I want to be, I'm starting piloting on Patreon. Um, don't know the name of that show yet, but it's going to be more of like uh, Bitcoin and freedom and anarchy, right? So I'm, I'm trying to push out some more content that's going to be educational in a way. Uh, yeah, it seems like the market's trying to find an equilibrium here. And uh, the longer we stay around 10,000, I think the more likely that we don't drop significantly. Uh, and when we do start moving up, you know, there's going to be a lot of Bitcoin um, held by stronger hands. So that's always good. All right. Market cap is at 165 billion for Bitcoin. The dominance index is at 100%. <laughs> uh, I hate that freaking market do market dominance BS. Uh, the global Bitcoin market cap is at 433 billion dollars, leading to a maximum price of 25,600. And 98. And that's if you take the entire space and you divide it by outstanding Bitcoins because Bitcoin shields and Bitcoin prov uh, shields the entire space from attacks. And it also um, acts as like the immutability, the security layer for the entire space. Um, and also the like just the, the reserve of value, because if Bitcoin wasn't here, all these other people would be attacked and uh they, they would they would not be able to stand up as well as Bitcoin has to all these attacks. So uh, Bitcoin protects and uh, is an umbrella for this whole space. That's why I put this maximalist price out there. That's why I say the dominance index is 100%. Uh, because first off, the dominance index is BS, right? Because BitConnect had a huge market value. Ripple is not even cryptocurrency. It has it's it has a huge value. They don't even they don't count things like one coin. I don't know why, but why you know why don't they count one coin? Um, there, there's this market cap measure is retarded. Tron had twenty billion dollar market cap. I don't know where it's at today, but it didn't have a network and it didn't even have a unique white paper. It was cut and paste from other white papers, and it had twenty billion dollar market cap. So this, you know, if if you're measuring something it gets managed and they've been able to manage this uh market cap uh number these icos will launch and automatically have a billion dollar market cap from what from what there's nothing there and they want to have like uh one percent of the dominance from an ico that doesn't have any users like it has a 100 percent speculative coin and they say they have 1% dominance is bullshit. So Bitcoin has 100% dominance until it has no dominance, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, now, this, these two next numbers are 
quite negative, actually. Uh, US dollars transacted on chain in the last 24 hours, I'm showing less than a billion dollars at $750 million worth of Bitcoin. And the average transaction value over that time is 5,107. That's very, very low. And I don't know what exactly is going on other than we're in a massive period of consolidation. There's not a lot of transactions. I mean, in the last two days, we've seen some more transactions come start building up in the mempool, a slight amount. Um, I'll talk about that here in a second. But um, overall, the, the, the demand for actual transactions has gone down over the last week or two. And that is not a good sign. It's not a good sign. But it's not, you know, it's, it's situational here. It's not a bad sign either. I mean, the price of Bitcoin, we got down to just in the last, what, 24 hours, we were down at 9,200 and this average transaction value is 5,100. So, I mean, it's still more than half a Bitcoin per transaction, but it's, it's not good. It's not uh, what we want to see. I want to see above 75% of a Bitcoin and closer to one Bitcoin per transaction. Um, so. Hopefully this comes up in the next couple days and I will be watching it for you guys. Um, okay, the new metric I have here in this section is the network value per transaction. A lot of people have been talking about this NVT, November Victor Tango. Um, I really don't buy into this hypothesis really. Uh, this is supposed to be like a price to earnings ratio in Bitcoin. Uh, it has to do with, you know, just the total amount of transactions, which is very hard to measure. Think about it. We have all these on-ramps, which are the exchanges, Coinbase, Robinhood, this cash app, and uh, BitPay, uh, all this stuff. And these, those transactions aren't registered. They're not measured. So we don't know. And Metcalf's Law, actually, I had this pulled up because I was, I was doing some thinking on this. Um, Metcalf's Law, I'm just here on Wikipedia, and the limitations of Metcalf's Law says, in addition to the difficulty of quant uh, quantifying the value of a network, the mathematical justification for Metcalf's Law measures only the potential number of contacts, i.e. the technological side of a network. However, the social utility of a network depends upon the number of nodes in contact. If there are uh, language barriers or other reasons why large parts of the network are not in contact with other parts, then the effect may be smaller. Metcalf's Law assumes that the value of each node n is equal uh, of equal benefit that's the main point here metcalf's law assumes that the value of each node n is of equal benefit if this is not the case for example because one fax machine serves 50 workers in a company or one bitcoin node on coinbase serves 5 million users and the second fax machine or the second node like bitfinex um, serves half of that and the third one say the cash app uh, a third of that and so on, then the relative value of an additional connection decreases or increases. What if the, the next node has more connections, right? So uh, it's more valuable. Likewise, in social networks, if users that join later use the network less than early adopters, then the benefit of each additional user may lessen. Um, so Metcalf's Law is imperfect, right? Especially when we're looking at Bitcoin, which can share nodes. Um, and this isn't like all these people that talk about Metcalf's Law, they don't look at um, the number of nodes, they look at the number of transactions for the most part. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't buy this in general, but it has seemed to have a correlation over its history. Mainly this, this NVT will spike after the price spikes, uh, showing a consolidation, which I think that could be useful. Um, I also want to talk about this NVT in the, um, <clears throat> 
2014, we saw more merchants coming online because uh, if you look at this MVT history, you see a huge spike uh, in 2014 during that consolidation period. And uh, so we saw a lot of merchants coming online. And um, so we saw a lot of people spending spending that money, right? When Bitcoin pumped up to $800, we saw or $1,200 and then consolidated for a couple of years. Let's average $600, $800 in price. Then we saw a lot of people wanting to spend that value. And they spent it at these merchants that decided to accept Bitcoin during this time. Those transactions are less valuable. So let's compare that to Ethereum. No one is using Ethereum at point of sale. What they're using Ethereum for is to buy ICOs. And that keeps it in the system. People aren't technically selling their Ethereum. They're pumping up other prices. Um, so if Bitcoin had a way, instead of people selling to cash out or use spending so that the retailer will cash out, uh, if Bitcoin actually had a way to keep that into the system without cashing out to fiat, then the price wouldn't consolidate as deeply. Uh, like we see, with Ethereum isn't consolidating as deeply. But that's that's a whole other bag of worms about Ethereum. Um, the trough of transactions in 2015... Uh, they, they were more valuable transactions. People weren't using them to spend. They were actually um, going into long-term holders' hands. They were, um, you know, uh, um, going not going into crypto. They were maybe uh, going into other projects that were using Bitcoin, investing in other projects, investing Bitcoin directly. So, uh, you know, those were fundamentally different transactions in 2015 than 2014. And so they ended up being more valuable. And we saw the, the price take off um there have been there has been some correlation with price but more of an effect and not a causal relationship uh, but i am going to include this mvt here because a lot of people are talking about this so anyway enough of that next part security all right we have seen some really good difficulty and hash rate gains in bitcoin let me break this down so the last Man, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven positive difficulty adjustments in a row. And over the last, I mean, over the last year, it's been ridiculous how, how high the, the difficulty has gotten, how, how much hash rate has come online. So on February 20th, we had, did have a difficulty adjustment that went up 4.6%. The, the, we had double digit increases the last three before that 15, 16, 10%, uh, then 4%. And we are in, uh, we are kind of, uh, on schedule for another between four and 7% increase. Um, I have said for a long time that it's, you know, nice and steady at between five, uh, three to 5%. So this hit exactly right in my target zone. The next one could again hit in my target zone. This is a, a interesting place for this, this difficulty or this hash rate right now, because, um, I've been talking to a few people that are, you know, getting into mining, spending millions of dollars getting into mining. A lot of the hash rate is moving out of China. So uh, there's periods where like Bitmain's hash rate drops by a third. I've seen that. Um, and they, they start shipping their stuff. So um, how this all plays out, especially with the Bcash side, uh, which that is like insignificant right now. There, there is, there's a significant hash rate over there that's like above 10%, but it's not like the whole Bcash narrative has played out. Okay, and th now we're in this period where the price is probably going to trend down and the hash rate will trend down. It's just not a concern. That's why I say it's not significant. Um, and so when that does come back onto Bitcoin, we'll see that, you know, add to the hash rate over on this side. Anyway, so mining is healthy, very healthy. Um, 
my, uh, there's a lot of small to medium sized farms that are getting spun up. And I've talked to several of these people now that have, you know, spending a million bucks or so to get in. This is also a great opportunity for these hedge funds and these investors. They can invest in a business that's mining. It's just another avenue to invest in this space. And I mean, if you're buying Bitcoin, it's it's just a complementary investment to invest into a mining farm, right? So I, I can I can see how that is a synergistic thing and pretty smart investment if you were to ask me. Fees. Uh, fees are very low. We, like I said here a minute ago, we have seen a little pickup in the mempool up to 30 megabytes. Um, average uh, a fee to get through into the next block is around 14 Satoshis per byte. So it's pretty cheap, you know, in the neighborhood of a dollar or so transaction, probably depending on how complicated your transaction is. But this is pretty empty. The mempool has been pretty empty and a lot of people are out there saying this shows Bitcoin is dying. The demand for Bitcoin is so low. No, I mean, there's a lot of capacity gains that we've seen come online. I haven't checked the usage of Segway. The last time I checked, it was over 20%. Now, Bifinex is using it. Coinbase is rolling it out. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening here for increased capacity, and that's going to help the mempool. So we might not see... Plus, the spam is, had gotten really expensive and they weren't seeing any returns, so they stopped spamming. That's controversial, but I think that's the case. Um, so we've seen these capacity gains. The mempool's gone down. Everything is beautiful. This is what we wanted. This is what, this is what we needed. We needed this more space. We needed cheaper transactions. And this, this, this blows up the narrative of all these people fudding about this, Okay. For example, all the the freedom-oriented shows out there, uh, the crypto show, that's a pretty popular podcast uh, on the radio. And there's another radio show that's a podcast, uh, Free Talk Live, and they are just all about this. Like, um, It's unusable. It's unusable. Look, it's not unusable. It's actually mo way more usable now. And wh where are you? where's your retractions? Of course, they're not going to say anything. Those punks. All right, next part is development. So Bitcoin's development is this, this section is to combat the, the people out there that say Bitcoin is stagnant. Bitcoin is not stagnant. It is the cutting edge, the, the highest amount and, uh, highest quality and number of developers out of any cryptocurrency. Um, it ha has had 11 merged PRs and 11 closed issues in the last seven days. Um, this is one of the stories here I just want to mention is Bitcoin Core 0.16 release candidate 4 is out. I haven't seen if the actual release is out, but you can download it and look for those last minute bugs. Um, pretty stable release here and uh, well, pretty stable release candidate. And that should be coming if I didn't if I missed it in the last 24 hours, uh, it's it's coming very soon. Uh, and this is like a full SegWit support. So you could use it for SegWit like command line stuff uh, before this. But now it has full SegWit support from the actually UI side as well and change addresses and all of that. It's all worked in here. So we'll see another big pickup in SegWit usage and capacity increases, which is good. Good, good, good. All good things. All right, Lightning Network has three point, this is main chain, has 3.8 Bitcoin's capacity on 1,482 channels and 883 nodes. We have seen a plateau here recently. And uh, 
So a lot of people got excited and jumped on here. 883 nodes. I mean, that's more nodes than Bitcoin Cash had or has. Um, so, but we only see 1.6 to 1.7 channels per node. And we want, I, I want to see that at three. I, I really do. I think that would be the best, uh, kind of, uh, liquidity on, on the Lightning Network at, at 1.6 channels per node. We could see some problems with channels getting lopsided and things. So, and we do see a little bit more hub and spoke. Now on the, the testnet side, there's like 5,000 testnet nodes. Um, and there is this back and forth between, are we ready for mainnet? Are we just staying on testnet? Looks like most people are staying on the testnet to test all this stuff. And that's cool. That's good. We need to do more testing. But uh, this mainnet now, it's, it's just pushing itself forward, right? Like there's demand out there for this. This is layer two of Bitcoin. There is tons of demand. How do we use the Lightning Network? What are all the different apps that we can use with the Lightning Network? So there's tons of demand. And having this main net, live net, have this many uh, channels and this many nodes does show that demand. Okay, moving on to OTC. Now, I OTC volume for sure has fallen off. It's pulled back pretty hard, uh, but it is still just back to roughly September levels from last year. Um, the price can explain this because all this is in like U.S. dollar value, uh, which I pull these numbers. Um, and the number of Bitcoins has traded have, has been relatively constant. Um, this is more I, like the local Bitcoins number is more of a retail investor. And again, they, they follow the price. You know, they chase the rabbit. So if the price is going up, they're going to be uh, buying more and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so uh, and there is a lot of comp new competition to local Bitcoins is OTCBTC.com over there in China. Um, I can't find public numbers for them, but, you know, they they could be doing a much a lot of volume too. So this is kind of being distributed a little bit. BISC has picked up in their volume a little bit. Um, you know, if there's just a lot of competition and the, the investor side, so we have the retail side and like the, the um, commercial side and they have, they haven't been slowing down. I looked at the Gemini auction numbers and we have consistently, you know, million dollar days consistently on the Gemini auction. So it hasn't really slowed down. If anything, it's picked up a little bit. Google Trends. I'm going to add this in here too. This is just a real quick uh, update on Google Trends. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to pull a chart for the last year. And over the last year, the current search rate is at 25. And what they do is they take the, the last year and they look at the highest week for searches. That's going to be 100. And then they put you and then they rank every other week against that highest week. So this week, this the most current week that ended a couple days ago is at 25 and it is showing pretty nice consolidation uh, downward sloping flattening out here around 25 so uh, all again the, the bottom line here is all these numbers show consolidation they don't show falling off a cliff they show consolidation so 25 that's what i'm going to be reporting here and that search term is just bitcoin not buy bitcoin
right, let's talk about some news items. All right, up front here, I just have a feeling that Bitcoin has changed a little bit. Uh, altcoin exuberance has been tempered. People are starting, like I said, people are starting to get educated on this. Maybe they came in last year, six months ago, and they're really starting to, I mean, hey, where did this pullback come from? You know, what's blockchain? What is that? I mean, do, are these guys selling me a line of BS, right? Uh, I was invested in BitConnect and it went under. So how did I not see this? And so they're, they're looking into this and educating themselves. Uh, Bitcoin holders are being Bitcoin holders. They're just being very patient and adding a little bit here and there. Like if they cost dollar average, that's what they're doing. And so it, but the feeling has the, the mania we're, we're at minimum mania right now. We're not at peak mania. We were at peak mania back there in November, December. Now we are, you can just feel this has changed. It's much more level headed. And, uh, I think education based and I hope it is that way. All right. I mentioned Bitcoin core 0.16. I do link to that in the show notes. Um, uh, an interesting thing that's come up here in the last month or even two months. I mean, it's been building, it's been building is this smart contract platform battle, the battle, the race, the race is on for smart contracts. Uh, you'll see uh, Ethereum has a lot of competitors now EOS. There's like this Cosmo or something. There's, um, um, God, what are all the damn smart contract platforms? Uh, I have EOS, Cosmo, Cosmos, ETH, Polkadot, etc. And there's a lot of talk about interoperability between all of these things. You know, they, they think, are there going to be millions of blockchains? And then there's all this interoperability. Um, I want to uh, mention here that, uh, you know, as a protocol race and as network effects, you want to be consolidated. You want to have one major thing. You, you don't want to, I mean, you want to have one thing that everything on top of it's interoperable with right? As a layer two, like TCP IP. And then you have everything that's interoperable with TCP IP. Um, you don't have a million TCP IPs and then the layer twos are the things that actually make them all interoperable. That's upside down. That's not the way that this will scale. And plus they're wasting time on this theoretical BS, why Bitcoin's busy making these network effects happen. Um, but I do have a tweet that I link in the show notes. Let me pull that up actually. And because some guy had some silly comment on uh, Twitter. And so I had to say something about it. Um, he says, ETH, EOS, Cardano, NEO, uh, Stellar. In the end, there can be only one. Do it saying the Highlander thing. I figure two, actually, EOS and NEO. I like Stellar also, but momentum is with NEO and EOS at present. However, Cardano is vapor. ETH is MySpace. I think that's so funny. <laughs> it's from Mark Jeffrey. I guess he wrote a book. I don't know. I don't stay up with this all this uh blockchain maximalism but i respond i said this tweet and its movie reference have something in common they're both complete works of fiction the whole ethereum 2.0 battle is over who can make the most outrageous promises you can't just throw money and devs at something like this as ethereum has figured out uh, i got not very much love for that tweet actually only five or sorry only one retweet and 13 likes oh my god that's, that's hilarious um so yeah that's that's how I see things here. It's just a battle over claims, over promises. Who can have the craziest promise? Okay, enough on. Oh, one more thing. I heard Augur's supposed to be coming out. That's like my line in the sand. If Augur actually works and gets usage, maybe I'll, and doesn't crash Ethereum, maybe I'll start thinking there's something here. I'll have to reevaluate my claims. But 
you know, auger still not launched people. Auger from three, four years ago. Give me a break. All right. Next thing I have is the Petro scandal. And this is, there's been a lot of stuff out there, but um, I want to just point out. So first they went to, um, first they're on Ethereum. Then they went to this Neo or NEM, N-E-M. And I think now they're on their own coin or maybe they're back to Ethereum. I'm not sure. But then there's a lot of like uh, now authoritarian dictates where they say you will accept cryptocurrencies down there in Venezuela. Um, they've also confiscated a lot of miners or signed other miners up on this registry and are forcing them to mine. I mean, this just is a perfect example. I mean, it's an extreme example, but it's, an, it's a perfect example of how these guys can't compete and how government can't have immutability. I mean, imagine if they actually had to launch something and stick with it. It wouldn't happen. They cannot have a coin that was going to compete or even be like in the same ballpark as a Bitcoin because they cannot stay. They cannot stay there, right? They can't stay in their own. Uh, they can't be immutable. They have to change everything fucking every week. It, it's a disaster. But now we see Turkey talking about it. We see Iran talking about it. We see Russia talking about it. All sorts of people are talking about this even japan now i heard that japan is doing like a bank coin or a tether a jpy tether that they're going to uh, possibly we might possibly see that this year from a major bank like a major regulated the biggest bank in japan the mitsubishi one so there, there's lots of this stuff going on now that japanese tether is probably pretty valuable uh Tether, USD Tether is really valuable. So JPY Tether is probably going to be really a good thing. And again, make Japan center in this show. And I've been saying Japan is going to be the center of the show for a long time. And they just keep, they keep delivering. So I have a couple links in the show notes. Bitcoin. Guys, that's going to do it for me. Like I say, I have a Patreon content out there. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Uh, thank you to all my patrons. You guys are awesome. I've been having fun giving you guys that extra content. And like I said, we, we are, well, I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning. Did I say this? That we are, I'm doing this new pilot that I'm going to be releasing on Patreon. So if you guys want to listen to that and maybe get in on uh, helping us name the show and things like that, go over to Patreon and join and support, support what we're going on here. Uh, again, thanks to the World Crypto Network. Uh, hello to all the new listeners. Uh, this is a taste of what you're going to get, but you know, I I do a lot of times go deeper into the news and less a little bit less on the fundamentals, more onto the news. But this time it was heavy on the fundamentals. So, anyways, thank you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>